You're listening to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Never miss an episode of Block Talk by subscribing on iTunes or SoundCloud. Want to support Theatre in the Now? Head on over to patreon.com slash theatre in the now and become a patron of the website today. Or if you're doing some shopping on Amazon, go to our website and click the Amazon link before your online shopping spree. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. here today with Rafa Reyes talking about a Mexican affair. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, so just to throw out the information so you can hear it now, a Mexican affair is at the Metropolitan Room on April 8th at 7 p.m. and April 20th at 9.30 p.m. So before we talk about the show, let's learn a little bit about you. Yes. Uh, so where are you from? I am from Mexico. I was born and I grew up there and I moved to New York seven years ago. Nice. And how has been the transition for you? It's been great. It's been a really cool experience. It was a cultural shock coming from a small city to such a a beautiful place like this. Uh, But it's been great. I came to school. The program that I did was great, was intensive, and I was so ready for it that I didn't have any trouble sinking into it. And, And, you know, I finished the school. I started working. And it's been a, a great adventure and journey here in the city. Awesome. So school is what brought you to New York. Yes, I came to do a program of musical theater. Great. And uh, here I am. So let's talk about that program. Uh, where did you go? I went to AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy here in New York. What was the biggest takeaway you had from uh, learning at AMDA? The biggest takeaway... It was a great experience, and I think what I the biggest thing that I learned was that it's a never-ending process. You're always learning, always Absolutely. discovering something, and always improving yourself. It's a constant work, and that's one of the things that I love about it. It never ends. There's something new to discover, to create, to do, to sing, uh, to challenge yourself in so many ways, and it's beautiful. So many people that you get to know as well, to work with, uh, creating and, and doing music and, and theater stories. It's such a beautiful uh, place to work in. Awesome. So how did you get into theater and music? And what, what brought you into the world of art? Well, I was always fascinated by theater and, and going to the movies when, when I was a kid. Uh, so when I had the chance to start doing it for fun as an extra academic activity, um, I fell in love with it and I could never get enough of it. So I went to college for industrial engineering. Okay. Yes. And when I finished, I was like, I need to pursue this seriously and professionally. So I I knew I needed to train. I needed to learn more. And so that's why I came to New York. I just loved it. Since the very first moment I saw a play, I have many memories of seeing plays when I was a kid. And I loved it. I loved seeing the story, seeing people on the stage with characters, with costumes, with lights. Um, and when I had experience to do it for as, and when I had experience to do it for fun, it was, it just kept developing much love for it in me. That's awesome. So you come to New York, you go to AMDA, and you graduate. So what happens next? How did you begin your New York career? My New York career. So when I finished, 
I was thrown into the world and my advisors told me, you know what, you need to take every single job you can to gain experience and say yes to everything, say yes to everything, you know, explore New York and you'll find your way. And it's really cool. Something that I learned over the years is that New York has in general, something that I learned over the years is that life, but in this case, New York, such a great city has something for you. It might not be what you were expecting, but it has something for you as long as you do the work. So one of the jobs that I took was performing Mexican traditional dance here in the city. Oh, cool. And that opened so many possibilities to me. I started meeting new people and also learning how much my culture and my heritage is appreciated here in New York and in the United States. So over the years, I've done shows, concerts, a couple commercials uh, and performances here and there. But uh, dancing Mexican dance and performing Mexican music was one of my biggest gigs and something that has taught me the most here in New York. That's awesome. I think that's a great transition to talk about a Mexican affair. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the show. The show is um, the show is the show is a musical review with songs written by Mexican composers and songs written by American composers inspired by Mexican themes. And this show wants to celebrate the relationship between both countries and the cultural influence between Mexico and the U.S. That's great. And it comes at a really important time in our society. Definitely, definitely. I think it, there's a lot of buzz uh, about uh, Mexico. and Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of buzz and noise about the relationship between the United States and Mexico. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of misconceptions about Mexico and Mexicans and, and how we get along. So I think it is important to present through this beautiful music that our two countries have so much in common and so many links and how important it is to keep those links. And your show is a celebration. It is, definitely. Celebrating art and music. It's a fiesta. Um, what was the spark that started A Mexican Affair? I am a huge fan and I've grown a bigger fan of music from early last century, the 30s, the 40s. Mm -hmm. And there is so much information like I like like a, I am such a great fan of music and movies from the 30s, the 40s, the musicals. And there is so much material available for you to see and so accessible. So watching film, listening to old recordings, I found so much influence from Mexico in the culture of the United States and specifically in this period of time. So I wanted to do a show that celebrated all of this. And since I am, so I wanted to do a show that celebrated all of this and I found such a beautiful collection of songs that have been recorded by many artists. I, I think some things that inspired this was listening to Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, you know, Tony Bennett, singing these beautiful songs by Mexican composers and watching film, uh, seeing people like Ricardo Montalban or Sid Charisse uh, dancing, to, uh, seeing people like Ricardo Montalban and Sid Charisse dancing together. How well they, they paired together was one of the things that, that really drew me into how beautiful it is to, to stick together and to work together. That's awesome. Can you give us a taste of some of the music we may hear? Yes, definitely. Uh, these are songs that were written by Mexican composers and became popular in the United States in their English lyrics. So you probably know Sway. Mm -hmm. You probably Absolutely. know Besame Mucho. You probably have heard You Belong to My Heart. 
All of these songs were written originally in Spanish, and now I'm, uh, we are reinventing and recreating these songs with completely new arrangements infused with different rhythms of Latin jazz. The musical director has done uh, such a beautiful work um, blending this, all these style of, styles of music. And now these songs sound completely new, but they are just as classic as they have been through the years. That's amazing. And it's not just you on stage, you have a band behind you. Yes, they are a group of five amazing musicians, uh, all of them Grammy nominees. They have worked with amazing artists and it's such a treat for me to work with them. The musical director is Felipe Fournier from Super Mambo and I have Hugo Moreno on trumpet, Dan Martinez in bass, Guillermo Barron on percussion and Joel Mateo on drums. That's great, so that may, must mean that you're gonna have a Grammy next. I am working towards that, you know. You know, I, I, I hope we can talk about that later on. But yes, uh, we will. We're on our way. You're gonna hopefully maybe record this and make an album out of it. Yes, this is uh this is one of our our, yes, this is one of our next projects to record an album, to record some music videos, and incorporate a lot of you know all these beautiful cultural things that that unite us as countries as cultures. That's wonderful. How and why do music and theater go well so together? How and why do music and theater go well together? Sorry, how, how like how's that? So why do they why are they a perfect couple? What makes them work so well on stage? Well, I think um, that when you are so overwhelmed of emotions and you cannot speak anymore, singing and dancing and bursting into movement is like the best way to keep going, you know, and and, and like 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 raise the roof and take off you know That's it's the best it's, answer I can it's ask for. so wonderful so um, th there is so much joy and there's so much to celebrate in this show that music and everything that happens through percussions and the trumpets and everything adds to it so it's, it's that's really cool that's great what do you hope the audience will get out of a Mexican affair I would love the audience to leave thinking you know about how important it is to keep the connection between Mexico and the US. It's, uh, this is like a lover's relationship. Sometimes you fight, sometimes you can't stand each other, but there's so much passion and love, then you cannot get rid of that no matter what. So I want people to leave the show humming these songs, remembering what happened in their lives earlier when they listened to these songs er uh, when they were younger, or I want these people to, to get to know this music and know its origin. I think I want people to, to leave aware of how important it is to keep those links uh, alive. Awesome. Do you tell stories as you uh, introduce the songs? Yes, definitely. Um, and it's something that really excites me of the show because the show touches on subjects like immigration, what it is to be a Mexican worker in the United States, what are some of the misconceptions, the cliches, and what it, a little bit about our culture, but always from, from, a, fun, from a fun point of view, which is a, a very Mexican way of seeing and approaching life. Nice, so what is one of the first movies and plays you remember seeing as a kid? One of the first movies and plays I remember seeing as a kid. I remember very much seeing uh, Aladdin, and I loved that movie. That was one of my, my first animated movies, 
and I don't know, I, I just clicked so much with that character. It's su such a great movie. The music from Alan Menken, it's just fantastic. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. And my sister and I, who were kids, and we just like fell in <laughs> love with those two, Jasmine and Aladdin. And like, yeah, we want to be you. Uh, that was some of my. That was one of my first movies uh, that I remember. And uh, theater. I remember when I was six years old. Uh, my parents took me to see a production of Man of La Mancha in Mexico City, and I don't remember the entire play, but I have flashes from the show. And my parents say that I sat still in my seat without moving through the entire thing. Um, I didn't ask to go to the bathroom or to go to get water, anything. I was just drawn into the show. And I also believe that must have been one of the first moments that inspired me to pursue music and theater as a career. It's a good show to start with. It is, certainly. What is your dream project? My dream project is to become a good link between Mexico and the United States, to be a good representative of Mexico and Mexicans here in this beautiful country, and advocate for... Um, and advocate for a good relationship between countries, politically, culturally, economically, in so many ways, because I think it is important to to stick together, to work together. That's that's my, my dream. Do you have any dream roles or dream co-stars to work with to bring that message across? Yes, I would love to work with so many people. Um, for example, one of my, yes, I would love to work with so many people Someone who I admire very much and I would love to work with is Bianca Marroquin. She's been one of the, of the Mexican artists who have done great on Broadway and she on has. TV and she's fantastic on stage. I've seen her doing different shows here and in Mexico and you always fall in love with her. She has, she's so charming, so beautiful and she is so great in telling whatever story she is in. And one of my dreams that I hope uh, I'll, I'll I'll make true soon is to work with her. Work with her. Yes. Well, we put it out in the universe. Maybe she's listening. Putting it out in the universe, Bianca. I am such a great fan. I would love to work with you. Let's 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 make, create let's something beautiful. Yes, make it happen. Did, did you get to see her when she was in Chicago? Yes, I saw her and I saw Jaime Camille when they were doing the show together, and that, that was so inspiring. That was so beautiful to see two Mexican artists taking over the leads. It was so inspiring to see two Mexican artists playing the list. Uh, I'm sorry. It was so inspiring to see two Mexican artists playing the leads of a Broadway show. They were great. They were fantastic. That Mexican spiciness that they added to the show was inspiring, was fantastic, was so much fun. That would be a fun score to put a Mexican infusion of music in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the next project. That's the next project. Ooh, we have so, so many things cooking <laughs> in mind. You can do an entire um, review of Broadway show tunes and put that the Latin influence in it. Yes, definitely. There, like, like, I think there is so much in common, so much communication between um, the music of both countries. And I think it would be... And one of my ideas is to continue to... to and one of my ideas and project is to continue exploring this blend of styles, which I think can be beautiful and very surprising. Nice. I'm going to ask a big question. Yeah. Where do you think you'll be in five years? Where do I think I'll be in five years? Well, I'm going to be working towards that Grammy. Um, 
I would love to to be working here in the in the United States and Mexico, uh, be a, a strong representative of Mexican culture here, and recording, recording, playing, bringing this new sound of music that we are creating, uh, this new sound of Mexican music that we are creating to the world, and you know, making taking it to as many people as we can, doing so many new projects and growing, growing. Nice. Why is art important now? I think art is very important now. Art is so important, especially now because there is so much happening in the world that we need to we need more love in the world. And I think art is a great way to express ourselves, to, you know, canalize our energies and, and you know, just cultivate love and connection among each other and within ourselves as well. I think art is very important to educate, to, you know, create community, to build bonds between communities, cultures, uh, countries. That's very important. Nice. So we're going to ask some fun questions. Sure. Not that the others weren't. <laughs> What's your favorite spot in all of New York City? One of my favorite spots in all New York City. I'm going to have to say that it is Los Tacos Numero Uno in Chelsea Market. <laughs> okay. That's my little piece of heaven within the city. I've been city. there a couple times. Isn't it great? It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. And every time that I want to treat myself or that I need, you know, to, to cheer up or, you know, I, that's my place to go. Every time that a friend visits and they want to grab a quick lunch, that's my spot to go. So you don't tell them to go visit like the Statue of Liberty. You gotta go over to the Chelsea Market for some tacos. Get tacos, get some, you know, charger batteries, and then go to <laughs> see the Statue of Liberty. Where do you go to listen to live music? I love going to listen to live music to Lincoln Center. The, the programming that they have is amazing and it's they have so much coming into into the program all year round that you always have something new in in there one of my favorite programmings is the great american songbook series absolutely i am i'm in love with that program uh, since i moved to new york i remember that one of the uh, first people that i saw performing I remember that one of uh, the people who I dreamed to see performing live was Chita Rivera, uh -huh. and I saw her performing at the American Songbook Series in Lincoln Center, and that was, my God, so inspiring. How she had the audience, you know, you know, on edge the entire show. How, how such a beautiful energy she has. Her dancing, her, her style, uh, her story is amazing. So beautiful, so inspiring. And, and that has definitely moved me and, and that just kept me coming back to that show, to that program. Yeah, she's a legend for sure. She's amazing. So in turn, where do you go to dance? Where do I go to dance? I love going to dance to this place called Gonzales y Gonzales. My friends and I love it because we can go there, have a very nice dinner, and at some point they'll clear the tables and the restaurant turns into a dance floor. Oh, how fun. A live orchestra, Latin music, so many fun people who are there to have fun. So, so relaxed, so much fun. People from everywhere having fun dancing to salsa. It's so great. Nice. So if we're visiting Mexico, where should we go and what should we see? Wow. Mexico is such a 
such wow Mexico is so great to visit and it has so many different places to go depending on what you want I would definitely start with Mexico City it's such a beautiful place that has everything culture great food great uh, nightlife uh, great sightseeing uh, spots there's so much history in the in the entire city the museums the castle of Chapultepec the, definitely if you go to Mexico City you would have to make a stop in the castle of Chapultepec the Museum of Anthropology and downtown to see the cathedral and and main square with a gigantic flag it's so beautiful how it's built and how I mean, you, you probably have heard of it the the city is sinking because it was built over over a lake right. so it's so beautiful to see all the architecture of the colony and, and, and the Spanish influence in the architecture downtown but to see as well how the city has been sinking and how beautiful it looks you know the streets are crooked and, and falling to different sides but it's so beautiful if you want to go to a beach you would have to definitely go to the Mayan Riviera oh, nice. the water is clear blue There's so, there are so many beautiful spots to scuba dive and, and the, all the Mayan ruins that you can visit it's a dream. It's certainly everything has something special and unique. And of course, if you want to get to the essence of, of like the most cultural experience you could get in Mexico, Oaxaca, a trip around Oaxaca, you would come infused with music, with colors in, in clothing, with the food, with the drinks. You can go have mezcal over there. You can go hear uh, marimbas uh, right next door in Chiapas. It's... um. Mexico has something for everyone, you know, beautiful beaches, beautiful cities, a lot of history, walking around, magical towns, it's great. Well, there's our uh, vacation spots, everybody. Everybody, yeah, it's just it's a couple of hours away from New York, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's so great to visit. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot here now. Yeah. What is the best song in the Great American Songbook? Oof. Like, I know it's a hard question. It is. It is. There are, there are so many. Best song in the Great American Songbook. Or what's your favorite? One of my favorite, I would have to say. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Wow, hard, wow. Haha. Right? <laughs> I think I... <laughs> you know, I've... I've... Because I have a thought of what you would say, but I don't know if it would be it. Which one? I would say The Impossible Dream. The Impossible Dream? That's a great one. That's a great one. And really, really, certainly very inspiring. Um, yeah, that's such a powerful message and, and Quixote uh, being crazy which is such a great state and realizing uh, was the essence of life and, and, and to challenge yourself to dream and go beyond certainly it's, it's one of the most beautiful songs but my admiration to, for, for American composers would definitely um, call me into Irving Berlin with this song called uh, Count Your Blessings. Right. Count Your Blessings Instead of Sheep and You'll Fall Asleep. 
It's um, uh, I loved seeing one's uh, musical review about him and and how he really meant what he wrote in lyrics, and I think that that's something uh, that I always try to remind myself: count your blessings, and um, yeah, is definitely that, yes. Is that song part of the? Show? It's it's not it's not maybe in the sequel maybe in the sequel hopefully uh, oh Mr. Irving Berlin is great and hopefully in the sequel we'll be uh, Latinizing him I yeah. I would love that so we're gonna move into something that I call the pop five rapid fire so I'm gonna give you five pop culture things and you'll just say the first thing that comes to mind sounds great um it's gonna be fun so the first one is the NCAA March Madness do you follow that at all. No. It's college basketball. Everyone has makes their brackets and then they get <laughs> busted because teams lose. Like my bracket is completely busted. It's all right. Number two is the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack, suits. Yeah. Suits and ties. Is do you have a favorite Rat Pack? Rat Packer. Mr. Frank. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good one. He's a good one, and and you know what? That he inspired me so much. Uh, when I when I heard his recordings of all these beautiful Mexican songs that I that I'm performing in this show. Nice. Number three is Beauty and the Beast. Rose. Yeah. Have you seen the new movie yet? Not yet. Not yet. Haven't Neither made have it. I. I'm excited for it. But you know what? That's one of my, my dream roles uh, to play as well in the theater, the Beast. Oh, yeah. It's I a think, good one. I love, you know, I love magic in the theater. I love magic in the story. And he's a, a character that has such a, a, a deep transformation. And... If you add all the the, the music and, and the, the magic in the story, that's why I want to play that yeah, role. Yeah, that's a great role. Number four is Dancing with the Stars. I'm awful with names, but uh, his name... Um, Huff? Derek Huff? Derek Huff, yeah. Derek Huff. Wow. He's someone to watch and learn. Yes, he is a great performer. Yes. Yeah, I've not seen him live before, but I've... I have a great appreciation for what he does on that show. I got a chance to see him with the Rockettes. Oh, nice! A couple, a couple of summers ago. Um, what a show! Yeah, he's a great performer. He's captivating. He is. And number five is Broadway. Broadway. Miss Saigon. Have you seen it? I just saw it. Yes. Yeah. Did you love it? I loved it. Well, talk about a great score. What a great score! What a great production! Um, like the level of detail that they took care of for this production is amazing. This was my this was my first time seeing the show ever, mm -hmm. and I left the theater so impressed. What a beautiful story! The cast, the 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 girl who plays Kim. Wow, I mean, it's yeah. it's like guaranteed Tony nomination. It's, it's it's she's so beautiful and and her performance is so pure. Um, Wow, what, what a great show, definitely. It's, it's such a treat for anyone who visits New York and or, or any theater uh, or any theater lover. Please see this production of Messi Gons. What a, what a show. Nice. So what we do on the podcast is I have a my previous guest ask my next guest a question. So this is a question from Sean Patrick Monaghan. What or who has informed your work as a theater artist? What or who has informed my work as a theater artist. I want to I want to say Mr. Randy um, I want to say two people who I 
uh, admire very much, uh, Mr. Jeremy Williams, who's the director for this show, who has taught me a lot about the importance of storytelling within theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you dance, the layer of what you're telling is so important. Otherwise, it's just movement. Absolutely. And and when you sing as well, um, no matter what what kind of theater you're doing, storytelling and being honest and truthful to your message, to your story, it's so important. And with Mr. Randy Skinner, who's Choreography I love, and I've and I'm very fortunate to to whose choreography and Mr. Randy Skinner, who I love seeing his choreography, his work, and uh, it's so much fun to take his class. Um, to you know to pick an idol and study and learn as much as you can, and take advantage of all the of all the information that's so available nowadays on YouTube, on libraries, on CDs, and and, and DVDs to always study and always trying to improve yourself and always see someone and learn. Nice. Now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. You don't get to know who it is, but you can ask any question you'd like. Wow. I would like to ask... Um, so let's have a Mexican affair with, with your next guest. What is... What is that you like the most about Mexican culture and why? Great. I love that question. It ties into the show. Yes. So let's plug the show. Where can we find you and the show on social media? We are on social media on Facebook. Uh, it's a Mexican. Uh, we are on social media. We're on Facebook. We are on Facebook. We are a Mexican affair show. And you can visit our website as well. Uh, convergenceiscollective.org. And you will find uh, all of the information about a Mexican affair. Where are we playing? Who's in the team? Uh, some preview videos. It's so much fun. And yeah, connect with us over there, and 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 we'll we'll get come right back to them. Yeah, and give them a follow, yeah. and they'll follow you back. Yes. Um, if you've made it this far into the podcast, please use hashtag Bianca be my co-star. And we'll know you've seen it, and maybe Bianca will be your co-star. Bianca be my co-star. So, Mexican Affair is at the Metropolitan Room April 8th and April 20th. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you. See you there. Thanks again to Rafa for joining me. Don't forget to visit our Patreon page for information on becoming a patron. And if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.